Food and Drink Federation Scotland is an industry-funded trade association representing food and drink businesses of all sizes, from Scottish family businesses through to global brands. We are a division of the UK trade association, the Food and Drink Federation. I'm Kat Hay, Policy Manager at FDF Scotland, and I'm interested in everything from diet and health to innovation to net zero. Today, I'm going to continue my theme of talking about something that I'm personally very passionate about. How can we avoid food going to waste? I previously spoke to a former colleague, Ilva Hagland, who was heading up the Food Waste Reduction Programme at Zero Waste Scotland. And today, I'm delighted to be joined by FDF alumni and Public Affairs Manager at iBioIC, Debbie McCray. So hi, Debbie. Can you tell us a bit about um, iBioIC and about what you do? Thanks for the introduction, Kat, and thank you for having iBioIC on today's podcast. So as Kat said, I'm Debbie McGrath, Public Affairs Manager at the Industrial Biotechnology Innovation Centre, or iBioIC for short. I joined iBioIC in April this year from the Food and Drink Federation's Corporate Affairs team. As Public Affairs Manager for iBioIC, I look after all of iBioIC's government relations, strategic communications, policy development, political activity, media, general reputation management, as well as all of the wider stakeholder engagement, events, marketing and communications activity for iBioIC. iBioIC was established in 2014 to fulfil the aims of the National Plan for Industrial Biotechnology. The plan sets out ambitious targets to grow industrial biotechnology to 900 million in turnover by 2025 and to having 200 companies active in industrial biotechnology by 2025. We have over 120 member organisations working across Scotland, the rest of the UK and Europe to find innovative solutions to modern problems. Our industry members range from medical biotechnology companies working on protein production through to those developing green solutions in bioenergy and biofuel, using what we call feedstocks from agriculture, marine and forestry in sustainable manufacturing processes. A feedstock is essentially a raw material used to supply a fuel machine or industrial process iBioIC is one of Scotland's seven innovation centres. And what is an innovation centre, I hear you ask? So as I'm sure everyone listening will know, when it comes to innovation, coming up with an idea is one thing. Implementing the idea is another thing altogether. More often than not, it will demand industry know-how, specialist research and a whole range of new skill sets, as well as not forgetting one of the most important areas of all, securing the funding required to make the change. And that's where we can help. As an organisation, we have an extensive network that spans industry, academia and government. We can connect you to the companies that are already breaking new ground in your industry, link you in with the leading academics doing specialist research in your field, or work with other public sector and third sector organisations who might be able to help you. We can both provide and advise on routes to funding your innovative ideas in the biotechnology space, and this can be from ourselves directly or from other funding pots. On the skills side, something that everyone is talking about right now is the need for green jobs or green skills that will upskill workforces for the green recovery in the next generation. This is something we also do. iBioIC has an extensive skills programme and we can support this drive for green jobs. We've developed bespoke training programmes at PhD, MSc and HND level to ensure that industry has the necessary skilled workforce to continue to innovate, something that will be essential for the future. Yeah, Debbie, that's great. Really, really comprehensive. And I think it gives a great overview of who iBioIC are. And I suppose from my point of view, um, perhaps when I first heard about iBioIC, I wasn't really sure about under what circumstances would somebody go to you for help. So I suppose just to give people a quick overview of what's going on in Scotland at the moment, perhaps some of the policies that were coming in before the end of Parliament have been postponed. So things are like the Circular Economy Bill, um, the legislation was delayed, but I think we can be under no doubt that it will be coming back very soon in the new parliamentary term. And there's so much good stuff going on with the green recovery. As someone who's followed green issues and been very involved 
about environmental sustainability for years. It's very exciting to hear everyone talking about a green recovery from COVID and, and how we can achieve that in Scotland. I think there's a huge potential. I suppose one of the big issues for our members that keeps coming up is around um, packaging and, and plastic. So I was wondering if IBIOIC can support on that. Absolutely. So as you said, the legislation was delayed, but circular economy work really hasn't slowed down. The growth of biotechnology as a whole in Scotland will help with the whole circular economy approach everyone's looking for. Biotechnology uses plant-based and waste resources to produce or process materials, chemicals and energy. It offers green and sustainable alternatives to fossil fuels. And this can be everything from energy to medicines and food packaging. One of our member companies actually manufactures biodegradable food packaging that is made from waste prawn shells. You can't get a more circular approach than that. As everyone here knows well, supply chains are complex and are subject to external policy pressures. One of the policy pressures is absolutely around packaging, with an increased focus on the use of plastics. Very recently, we saw the Scottish Government's consultation launched on potentially banning common single-use plastic items. Finding sustainable alternatives to plastic is something we're keen to support companies on, and this forms a bigger piece of work iBioYC is leading on called the Bioeconomy Cluster Builder. This is a joint enterprise between ourselves, the Knowledge Transfer Network and Scottish Enterprise to introduce biotech solutions to new markets like food and drink that will help grow the bioeconomy in Scotland. The promise of the bio-based economy that everyone talks about is that we can grow our raw materials for everyday products, and this includes packaging. One of the recent events we actually held was on sustainable materials for packaging, where we looked at the opportunities around bio-derived and biodegradable materials that are available delving into the material requirements and the full life cycle impact that is important for companies entering the space in the packaging industry to understand, as well as sharing information on upcoming funding from the likes of the Smart Sustainable Plastic Packaging Challenge. It's ideal for anyone who's a packaging user, such as a food and drink manufacturer, that's looking to engage with the bioeconomy community to find sustainable solutions, as well as on the flip side, the bioeconomy companies who are interested in the sustainable packaging materials market and who are hoping to engage with packaging end users, such as food and drink manufacturers. It's essentially another circular approach. That's brilliant, Debbie. So can people listen back to that event if they want to? Is it available online? Absolutely. The event is available on demand at bioeconomybuilder.com and it includes a fantastic lineup of speakers from the BBIA, who are the Bio-Based and Biodegradable Industries Association, Diageo, Dunnet Bay Distillers and Oceanium. Fantastic. And do you have other upcoming events that members or those listening can get involved in? I know we're looking to hold a specific event through the project itself in 2021 for the food and drink industry, which I'm sure will be an excellent event. And who knows, it might be in person. In the meantime, on the 3rd of November, Scotland's Innovation Centres have teamed up with the Herald for a special one day online conference. We'll explore innovation and how collaboration can achieve the net zero targets. So it's called Scotland's Countdown to COP26. It's free to attend and it'll be looking at many areas, including sustainable food from land and sea, health and well-being, as well as sustainable industrial processes. Later in the month of November, there'll be an event that will be looking at the topic of plastics as feedstocks or using plastics as raw material in plainer English. I'm sure this one will be of interest for many of us, particularly those responding to the tackling single-use plastic consultation. Absolutely. And I think probably from a personal point of view, I'll be signing up for these as well. And I'll make sure that the FDF members certainly get those uh, links to those events to sign up. Absolutely super. I suppose the other area that's perhaps not quite such a hot topic as it was, but again, we can certainly expect it to come back soon after the new parliament forms in May 2021 is around food waste reduction. So you'll probably know this, Debbie, but the Scottish government has an ambition to reduce food waste by a third by 2025. That's not very long now, and there's a lot of work still to be done. 
the Scottish Government was going to consult on mandatory redistribution of food. Manufacturers, food and drink manufacturers, are looking for ways to reprocess and repurpose waste arising from their manufacturing processes. I think there's a bit of a hierarchy there. As I mentioned, Ilva and I talked about redistributing surplus food that's edible for human consumption, but I think everyone's aware that there's plenty of potential for waste that perhaps at the moment is going to landfill to be, to be diverted to other uses. So what can IBIYC do to help businesses that have something that may be going to landfill at the moment, but potentially could be reallocated for use in the bioeconomy? So repurposing waste products is a great use of industrial biotechnology. Some of our members have developed technology that can repurpose waste from industrial and agricultural processes, and the sources and uses are wide ranging. Looking at the food and drink farmed fork supply chain in particular, salmon feed can be made from algae, and this algae has actually been made from whiskey co-products. The process as a whole reduces carbon emissions. iBioIC can connect you to companies that are already operating in this space, or if you have an idea, please do come talk to us about it. And again, this comes back to the circular economy approach we spoke about earlier. Biotechnology offers a way of closing the circle for waste products, a true zero waste approach. One of our members, Argent Energy, is the UK's leading sustainable biodiesel producer and fuel supplier. They specialise in producing clean green fuel from waste byproducts of other industries, which includes things like used cooking oil, fats, oils and grease, as well as the likes of sewer grease and other waste products which have fuel alternative uses. To cite some high level examples of how you can apply the use of biotechnology in the field of food waste, sugar extracted from food waste can be used in the production of biogas and even in medicines sometimes. Discarded tomato skin and seeds in processing can be used as a zero calorie sugar substitute. Discarded orange peel can make a grapefruit scent for soap. It can even broach on the home and garden world. Waste from eggshells can be turned into picnic wear such as disposable plates and cutlery. I could go on, but I think you'll see what I'm getting at. You can use biotechnology processes to utilise excess produce that comes about through the manufacturing processes. Absolutely. I mean, I suppose that kind of covers the ethics questions, because sometimes people say, oh, but aren't you just taking food away from people in need to go into, say, biofuels? But the examples you've given certainly don't chime with that at all. Yes, absolutely. And one industry's waste is another industry's gold. Finding value in something that you thought was considered waste is a circular economy dream, right? As well as facilitating waste management within the supply chain, we can also help facilitate sustainable food production. As you'll know, Kat, the demand for sustainably produced protein and the sustainable, environmentally friendly alternatives to traditional protein sources is something that's on the rise. And again, it's something that biotechnology can help with. That's great. So let's move on to perhaps another policy area. Um, I suppose as policy manager, it's all the policies that I tend to be interested in, but also how we can support people to achieve these policies. Energy and climate change, as I said earlier, it's fair to say everyone is talking about the green recovery. And in Scotland, of course, we now have a legally binding target of achieving net zero by 2045. Again, that's not a million miles away. There's going to have to be some huge changes and Having been involved in this, I am aware that this will be achieved by decarbonising the energy grid. What else can we do, maybe in terms of fuel or, or running our factories or our cars? Like I Kat, we've all seen how COVID-19 has driven the need for a green economic recovery and response. iBioIC can support aspects of the green recovery. As an organisation, we're uniquely placed in some ways, as biotechnology actually does hold one of the keys in unlocking the change we need to move away from an economy largely reliant on fossil fuels towards the net zero targets you mentioned that in Scotland are 2045 and 2050 in the UK. 
The growth of the bioeconomy is a really important aspect of securing this success. The move away from petrochemicals as the main source of our energy and chemicals is something we need to do to meet the ambitious net zero targets. We recently saw Unilever, a member of both our organisations, announce plans to make all its products biodegradable over the next decade and disclose the amount of carbon used to produce them. They've set out their aim to make their product formulations biodegradable by 2030. And where the ingredients they use at present don't have a workable biodegradable alternative, Unilever have said they'll work with partners to drive innovation to find these solutions. So as I mentioned earlier, biotechnology uses plant-based and waste resources to produce our process materials, chemicals and energy. We spoke about using food waste and repurposing this, but what about using plants that are typically used in the production of food for other uses? Growing the sources for of our raw materials is a real possibility that biotechnology can support. For example, seaweed can be used as food dietary supplements and health supplements, as well as low-cost fertiliser for farmers. As we all know, supply chains are complex and spread across different countries, and some sectors do rely on the ability to import goods and services. Post-pandemic, we should think about building security into key supply chains, and there is an opportunity to create a new manufacturing supply chain in Scotland that would bring new jobs and opportunities. One of these opportunities is a project we're working on that we're calling the Sugar Beet Project which can be classed as a carbon capture project. Essentially, farmers would be allowing other industries to benefit further down the line in terms of fuel and chemical production. Here, we're taking sugar beet as the raw material. Local Scottish farmers could grow this crop, providing a local and reliable source of raw materials that could then be converted into biorefineries to sugar, then processed into many other materials we need, such as a sustainable source of ethanol, which can be used as a starting block for a wide range of everyday household products, including bioplastics, antibiotics, or even therapeutic proteins. Scotland actually imports all of its ethanol, importing more than 50 million litres of, of ethanol annually to blend into petrol to reduce its carbon footprint. The ethanol we need could actually be supplied locally in Scotland, and this demand will likely more than double as we move from the so-called E5 petrol, which is 5% ethanol blended petrol, to E10 petrol, which, as the name suggests, contains 10% ethanol. We can future-proof our manufacturing industries as part of the post-COVID-19 green recovery by embracing scalable biotechnology, which will be just the start of a journey creating economic opportunities, from agriculture and food and drink to high-value manufacturing. But how do we get there? One way is policy that incentivises the transition to manufacturing through investment in manufacturing infrastructure. The difficulty for companies in Scotland and the UK often arises in the jump from R&D to manufacturing. When you look at the successful bioeconomies of Germany, France and countries in Scandinavia, each success story starts with investment in a biorefinery as stage one of securing a bioeconomy for the country. One company that's done exceptionally well on this front is Celtic Renewables. In September, they announced they were beginning the construction of Scotland's first large-scale biorefinery, with the arrival of six purpose-built 130,000-litre fermentation vessels from the Netherlands. The new plant in Grangemouth is expected to process around 50,000 tonnes of residues each year from the whisky industry. Celtic Renewables process the whisky production residues, draft and pot ale to produce high-value, low-carbon biochemicals and next-generation biofuel. So hang on, that's happening right now. I mean, that's just so exciting. I, I was really quite taken aback when you said we're shipping in ethanol, but we could actually be growing it here in Scotland effectively. Is that right? Yes, absolutely, we could. And it's it all goes back to the idea of reshoring your supply chain locally to secure your supply. That's great. Thanks, Debbie. So tell me, I mean, this all sounds great. We've talked about scaling up. We've talked about the, the biorefinery at Grangemouth, large scale. Um, you mentioned some big, big names, Unilever there and, and Diageo earlier. What size and scale of businesses does iBioIC work with? Is it just the large companies? Our membership is incredibly diverse in terms of size and sectors. So as you said, there's, there's large multinationals like Unilever and Diageo. 
but our membership works all the way to startups who've literally just just got off the ground and running something that we're very much aware of is some of the barriers that SMEs face in, in accessing innovation funding and also resourcing constraints which is something our PhD program seeks to rectify our PhD program is industry-led and it's known as a collaborative training partnership so the collaborative training partnership we run is supported by funding from the Biotechnology and Biological Sciences Research Council, known as the BBSRC for short, the Scottish Funding Council and also industrial partners. iBioSE broke the mould by delivering the UK's first ever collaborative trading partnership on behalf of a consortium of industrial members. And the models proved successful to the extent that this application is now actively encouraged. Until 2017, the funding of collaborative training partnerships was restricted to large companies sponsoring cohorts of students, creating a barrier for SMEs. The programme itself supports over 50 SME-led and more than 20, 25 research projects from large to multinationals. The industry-led consortium offering means that as a result, all of the students benefit from working closely with industry on industry-relevant research. One of the current research projects being supported includes a project at Leeds University that's looking to find a way to delay or even stop the blackening phenomenon in carrots, and this will increase the lifespan and shelf life. This will also reduce the number of bags of carrots to be thrown away, causing unnecessary food waste and also commercial loss. We've also got studies looking at carbon capture, as well as looking at the byproducts of seaweed extracts for the potential management of obesity. We've welcomed 90 students as of this year on our PhD programme, and the early participants have all now graduated and are working in biotechnology roles, which is a real success. The call for the 2021 project is currently open, with applications closing on the 9th of November. There's 15 fully funded places available, open to students at all UK universities. All applications must have one industrial partner, and we're particularly keen to attract SMEs. Everything's online, and you can find out how to apply at ibioiccpp.com, or get in touch with our skills team directly to find out more via email. The address is skills at ibioic.com. Brilliant. So just to reiterate, 15... PhD students are up for grabs potentially for any company in Scotland who's looking to do a project with them? Absolutely. I mean, it will have to be biotechnology, obviously. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> please do get in touch with us. And if there's there's something that we could potentially support, we've got that network of industry and academia. So we're the right people to come talk to if you've got an idea that you think might have a might have a biotechnology solution. That's great. And so many things do just start with an idea or a conversation. So mm -hmm. if, guess, if people are thinking they may have something that may fit just to get in touch and have that initial chat with you. Yeah, definitely. Because it's that's the whole purpose of the Innovation Centre programme is it's helping the idea become a reality and bring, making it a commercially viable option. So definitely, if you if you think you have an idea, please do get in touch. I like that. Turning ideas into reality. It's a good strap point. Um, is there any other funding and support available that you, you'd like our listeners to hear about today, Debbie? Yes, yeah, so we actually regularly run funding calls um, at all times throughout the year. At the moment, we've got, uh, it's called our Scale Up Accelerator Project Call for SMEs. And it's an open call for projects that will give an SME the opportunity to develop their bioprocesses. And this is in partnership with our Scale Up team. So they've got specialist equipment within our, they're called our bioprocessing scale-up centres and they're located at Harriet Watt and Strathclyde University. And the centres themselves offer access to a wide range of fermentation technologies and services from small-scale culture to pilot-scale production. 
as well as downstream processing and data analysis. And the expert advice is readily available from our, our team who are on site, who will assist you with all aspects of your project, from the development of the work programme to the full technical delivery. We've also got another one open at the moment called the Feasibility Programme. So for this one, we're inviting applications for industry-led collaborative research projects from businesses with a foothold in Scotland, or those who think they could deliver inward investment to help stimulate Scotland's economy. And this call closes on the 6th of November. All of this information is available on the funding section of our website in the What We Do area. Visit ibioic.com for more or do reach out to me directly and I'd be happy to put you in touch with my excellent colleagues. Debbie, listen, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me. I know you're really busy and I really, really appreciate that. There's so much potential out there for, for businesses and particularly in, in the area that I represent, the food and drink manufacturers, to get involved with this, to get support, to get funding, to turn those ideas into reality. It's really exciting. You shared the website details there. Can you just pop that on one more time just for people to catch that and write it down? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me today, Kat. I've really enjoyed our chat and hopefully so of your listeners. So you can find us online at ibioic.com, alternatively on Twitter at ibioic or on LinkedIn with our full name, so to speak, as the Industrial Biotechnology Innovation Centre. You can also contact me directly via email at debbie.mcrethibioic.com and if all else fails, there's also our info at ibioic.com mailbox. It's frequently monitored. We're here to help, so please do get in touch with us. I'd like to thank the Food and Drink Federation Scotland again for having IBIOIC on this podcast. And I'll just add on to that by saying thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by FDF Scotland. If you would like to get in touch with FDF Scotland to find out if your company's a member or what we do to support our members, visit www.fdfscotland.org.uk. And I'm just going to throw a little caveat in there that we are getting a new website. So um, any problems, info at fdfscotland.org.uk or my direct email cat.hay at fdfscotland.org.uk that's cat c-a-t dot hay h-a-y at fdfscotland.org.uk thank you and goodbye